What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheen Show here on Shardog.com. And I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by the Lion of Tipperary, Will Flory, before he goes into the uh, the European series in over in PFL. And Will, I, 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 we were talking there briefly beforehand, but I never told you, I got your Shardog page changed. Another no longer says Dublin, Ireland, and now says Tipperary, Ireland. So I hope you're I hope you're happy with that. Like I hope I hope that's a good. No, I had no idea, but fair folks. No, very but, good. Um, I'm in the vast, vast majority of my time in Dublin these days, so it's probably more accurate, to be honest. I, as a Munster man, though, I know myself, you know, you yeah. can take us out of Munster and you can put us in Dublin, but we're never actually, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all as Munster so. But uh, I, it, always, it always annoys me when I hear people say it about you and Peter Queeley as well, fighting out of, or no, fighting, fair enough, fighting out of, but from Dublin, Ireland, like, they're not from Dublin. They're not from Dublin. You can't take you can't take the tip out of Tipperary, man. Like you know, so it's uh, it's good. Whenever you go out foreign, they'll only say Dublin, Ireland. Yeah. So I'm like, no, care in Tipperary, and they're like, Cahir. I'm just like, no, no, care, care in Tipperary. <laughs> then by the end of it, you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. What's the point? Just yeah, go on, whatever. Dublin, yeah, <laughs> from, yeah. from Dublin. Uh, career. So we obviously we we've, we've talked down through the years and. You've had a very good career up to uh, up to date, and I, I was looking at the record today, and obviously haven't gone, you know, on on a very good win streak now, winning four in a row, and even you know before that, putting on some very good fights and winning some very good fights. Uh, I, I thought myself you were on the, the precipice of the UFC, and you were just about to be signed by the UFC. You know, maybe to take one more fight or whatever uh, like that. But you had that fight in the PFL, and now you're going into the the PFL uh, European tournament. For you yourself, and you know, you talked about the UFC in the past four, obviously having fought in Bellator. What was kind of like that that decision, or what was the the process for you to end up in PFL and end up now fighting in this European series? So look, the goal was the UFC, um, and after I won the tournament or the title in Abu Dhabi, I kind of thought, look, I've a very good in here, and then I had my management team, like I'm with Yusuf from Ruby Sports, and uh, I got him to contact, you know reach out and find out what the crack was. And they said, oh, look, really impressive record, uh, good skill set. We're all like, you know, but he needs a couple of finishes. And they were basically saying, doesn't matter who it's against, just get a couple of finishes and you're pretty much in. But then trying to find anyone to like get matched and get paid shit money. Um, and, you know, European scene, there's really very little on offer in general. And then the PFL came in with a pretty good contract in that period of time. Now, the original offer was at light heavyweight, and I was like, no, I'm not interested. And then it was the offer for the 1 million tournament at light heavyweight. And I was thinking, I'm very interested in that. Uh, (laughs) So that kind of sweetened the deal. But now it's this European tournament, and there's kind of, to me, this feels a bit like you've given me another year of a roadblock to get to that million dollars, but grand, I'm going to smash down that roadblock and you know, make a bit of a name for myself, get to fight in Dublin once more, and then I'm going to head off to America and win the million. So, look, it's it's a little bit, in my eyes, it's kind of pissed me off a little bit because I got sold on a million dollars and I got sold on a million dollar tournament in 2023. That's now going to be 2024. But in the meantime, I get to have three fights in Europe, get to smash it, and get to get my name out there a little bit more. So, yeah, it like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm like disappointed but at the same time, like let's see where the next year brings us. It, it, that's interesting because when I I looked at your game, looked at, obviously looked at your fights over the last number of years, and the last four fights there has been like 
I think a clear and succinct improvement to become like a top level fighter at the weight class. And like you, sometimes you see it. Like I, I remember the, the Brian Moore fight uh, two fights ago. Even though he ended up losing that fight, you could see like the improvements. He'd always been a great fighter, but to become a world level fighter, and you know, you saw with Conor back in then, you see it, you know, with other fighters obviously outside of Ireland as well. And it felt like you had reached that point a couple of fights ago. So it's not as if like. You need another year to improve to get to that level where we see, you know, maybe it's some other fighters on the way up that might need that, like yourself and friends and probably a few others are at that level now where you need, like, that push to the top to take on the top guys. Is that a frustrating part as well, that you're a guy, and I've heard you speak many times over the years about thinking about those improvements, thinking about needing to do A, B, C, and D to get to this point. Do you feel like you've gotten to that point now and you're ready for the point and you're kind of being held back a little bit? A little bit, but at the same, like, look, I tried so hard for so long. And when I look back at some of the fights up till, say, 2019, 2020, God, I really didn't get it. You know, I was making so many basic errors and, like, even watching back from my own fights, I'm cringing and I'm, like, you know, on my head my hands half the time. being like, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, Marius came on board, like, you know, I started training a lot with Marius, uh, who'd be the main jiu-jitsu coach inside an SPG Ireland. And even just kind of adopted a lot of his attitude towards everything. So since 2019, 2020, I've kind of changed. Like, I'll be honest, I try less hard. Like as in, I'm just a lot more tactically aware and a lot more kind of skilled. Like, I think I always had the intention and the willpower and the determination. Now I just fucking get it. Um, I have the skill set to be able to deal with people and fuck people up very easily. And even... Like a lot of the time when I'm sparring these days, it kind of just feels too, it's like you need to present more problems to me because this is nearly boring in a way. But like, I see what you're doing. I'm going to be able to fuck you up with what you're doing. Come on, give me more than this. Like, um, And like, yeah, so there's a frustration in that. But then it's like, okay, I need to get out there and prove that on a world stage. I feel like I've had that ability for a long time, but it hasn't actually happened. I haven't gotten the platform to be able to do that this feels like that platform. So it's exciting in a way, but it's also like, right, I'm fucking 33 now. I'm not young. Like I have maybe four or five years at the top level left. I want to make hay while that time is there. I have the ability to do that. Let me get out there and do it. I watching the, the, the Tarek Solomon fight and seeing your hands in that fight. It was just like, we, as you said there, you, you always had the will and the power, like the, no pun intended, like, to, to kind of to catch someone, push him against the fence, be that raw bastard that you call yourself, pull him down and destroy him that way. But to be like that, the, the class, I suppose, or the classiness to that, you know, that was something I suppose we've seen in parts in your game before. And I'm sure you looking back, have seen it in parts, but to see it in kind of a full fight like that. And we've seen it, you know, before and since, I suppose, in, in the fights around that, that like that's something, you know, when, when you hear people say, oh, you need to get a few finishes to, to me, looking at a, a you know, looking at a, performance like that and looking at someone being able to perform like that is way more you know uh useful than seeing like a one-round knockout is that a kind of a frustration as well where you can see the actual improvements and there's like 25 minutes of those improvements and people kind of others maybe can't see that yeah um look i suppose a finish is always going to be more palatable to everybody everybody wants to finish everybody wants a 10 second clip of you knocking a guy out it's amazing and like, like I've dropped, I think, you know, my last four fights, I've dropped people five, six times, maybe, you know, and there's been a lot of 10, eight rounds, a lot of extremely dominant rounds in there. But 
it just it's like on your record somebody looks up it's like oh decision win that might have been a close decision you know they're only going to spend two seconds looking at that so it looks like oh well that could have been a pretty close fight and it's like no it wasn't none of my last four fights have been anyway close it's been a lot of 10-8 rounds on my side like i don't know if i've even been like properly like i think your man clipped me like here at one stage and it didn't even like wobble or at me and that was the first time i've been hitting those four fights that was the guy salomone in the last fight so it's great to be that dominant, but I would love to be finishing these guys. A lot of what I feel like is happening, and it happens a lot in my sparring recently as well, is like the guy doesn't feel like they have any op, like they just feel shut down. And then they're not trying to win anymore. They're trying to not get finished. So for most of that Tarek fight, it's him surviving. And it's like, you're not even coming out, like you're not exposing yourself to the point where I can really fuck you up anymore. You're just looking to, okay, I'm going to make it through this. Or maybe his plan is I'm going to make it through this round and I'm going to have a go at the next round. And the next round starts and I start whooping his ass and then he shuts back down again and he's just looking to not get finished. And like, even with your man Salomone, like he said it to me, I was chatting to him afterwards and he was like, oh, around and a half in, he was like, I knew there was nothing I could do. And he like, he fought like that. He fought to just not get finished. So it's frustrating in a way that way, but it's on me to go out there and be able to finish them guys too. You know, like... I would love to have those, you know, if it was four finishes on the record, there'd probably be a lot more hype about it at this stage. But like you said, you can see the skill set. You can see what's there behind that. So I feel like when people are like, if I'm fighting a guy who's determined enough to have a good go at me and go like, okay, fuck you. I'm the winner today. Good, bring it. Let's see what happens. You'll get finished. I've fought guys so far who've like accepted the defeat. Yeah. Is that a thing as well, like that, you, you know, you said in training, maybe that happens a little bit too. Did Have you travelled to other places or tried to get other training partners in maybe or gone, you know, to America or wherever it might be to get different looks? Is that a thing you've thought about or a thing you've done? A lot recently, yeah, because I've had a good bit of time. Like, I didn't realise I'd have quite this long in between fights. So it's August and I'm now hopefully fighting in March. Um, I probably should have went away at the end of last year and, you know, gone out to Florida and... Spent a month or two over there. I regret not doing that, to be honest. But I definitely plan to in future. And we do have a lot of guys who pass through. So, like, say in November, we had a bunch of Slovakian guys who came over and I got to spar them quite a lot. And they were up for it. And obviously, if you don't know the guys, you go a little bit harder and you can kind of not care as much, you know. So it was nice to have that. Um, but by and large, it's me, Carl, and Johnny. And we're three very high-level guys. And we're three guys who are really pushing each other. But it is like... I can't kick the shit out of them and not feel bad. Like, you know, or I can't, you know, we can't go as hard as we would with each other and not have some degree of fucking regret about it. Like, um, so. How good does it have to, like, ha- to have guys like that? Let, let, like, let's say someone like a Chris Fields who would have been a similar size to you on the way up probably didn't have like near that amount of training barons, although, you know, the, he did well enough himself and I'm sure the, the, the training he got was very good. But like to have lads that high level and for them to have you as well, it, mu- it must be actually great to have that because, you know, you even spoke a second ago about getting fights at your weight class in, you know, on the way up, maybe if, even if you're a pro starting out, it's very, very hard. You, you're like, it's, it's lucky in a way that you even have two lads like that at that level, isn't it? Oh, it's like, look, even I thought about it a couple of weeks ago. I was like, God, where else in Europe? Like where else in the world? Well, probably in somewhere in Florida, you'd get this amount of high level, big, big lads. But like we do, we have a very good team. And we have a lot of decent sized lads. Like even Muhammad Abdurhanov now, he's lost a little bit of weight recently, but he was up around 100 kilos for a while as well. And he's a very, very, very good body grappling wise. Like, to be honest, he's technically superior to any of us. You know, me, Johnny, or Carl. He'd be 
tip top grappling technique um, and even just get the flow with him, get the move with him and get the feel that like, whoa, these reactions are mega quick, mega flexible, you know, and chains things together unbelievably well. So having bodies like that, that you can kind of, you know, test yourself off of, improve off of, and even just like, yeah, get familiar with like, cause eventually everything just becomes, you know, you're used to dealing with that now. And then it's okay. I have to introduce something new. So like you were saying there, do you want to go off and travel? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to introduce more new things in, but thankfully I have a hell of a good crew around me and they do give me a lot of new stuff a lot of the time, but I want more, you know, I do. I like, I'm kind of, there's times at the moment where I'm like, you know, there's probably like, I feel like in the last three years I've improved so much, but there's potential there to improve a hell of a lot more. I don't like you were saying, do you feel like you're there? No, you can always get better. And like, I'm hungry. That's the thing. I'm so fucking hungry to keep getting better and better and better. And like, I look at where I was, say, mid 2020, and I look at where I am now, and I'm like, Jesus, your skill set is so, so much bigger. So in the last, you know, I, I feel like for the first 10 years I was involved in MMA, I was trying so hard, but I just didn't get it. And now I feel like, okay, I, I kind of get it a lot better. And I try less hard, like, you know, I don't train as intensely as I used to. I don't, I watch a lot more. I break things down a lot more and I'm not like super even like, you know, I write notes and stuff, but my notes used to be crazy. Now my notes are kind of just like, yeah, do this in that position. Grant, I get it. <laughs> and like, it kind of works a lot better, but I'm much more like, I think about things a lot more and I kind of, I suppose that like, like it's a hard thing to kind of verbally sum up, but basically the, my bottom line is in most positions now, I know where I need to be. And I know where I should be. And I kind of understand the path of how to get there. And yeah, we're lucky. We're lucky we have a lot of it's an experience Sorry? thing. It's an experience thing too. I, I assume like not only have you done all yeah. the training, attained the skills, but you also have used those skills in the big fight. So you can be a little bit more confident about it. That's one thing I like, I find like so fascinating about a fighter coming up. Like I saw you in your, your opening fights, of your career, like, and to see the progression, but not only the progression, but to see, how you choose to progress like that that I, i'm always so fascinated like are you going to become a wrestler are you going to become and like say you, know, you can fight everywhere but not just you but every fighter like what's the plan a what's the the skill set what's the game plan like is that like when you say you t think more now is that something maybe you're thinking of i have i can wrestle i can you know i can grapple i can do jujitsu i can strike but it's what i'm gonna do and like so here's the question right are you fine? You, we hear like teams say it all the time, or you know, you heard the Limerick Hoarders or the Man United or whoever. We're going to go out and we're going to play our game, let them do what they want. We're going to play that. Or sometimes, right, we'll play a second defensive midfielder, or we'll, you know, we'll drop someone back. We'll play because they're dangerous. For you, what way is it? Like, is it, you, are you so confident in your own game now that you go out and fight the best way for you? Or do you go out, look at your opponent, really observe them, and try to fight around them? So the way I look at it, and you know, this was a thing that kind of hit me years ago, but that I truly understand now. It's like everything anyone does gives you an opportunity to do something. So it doesn't really like, if I go in with, you know, I'm going to do this. Well, what if he moves in a way that doesn't allow you to do that? Then well, what are you going to do? You know? Um, so early enough on, I kind of got that. It's like, well, you can't have too strict of a plan on what you're going to move it. Like you can have ideas, you can have set things that you think will work given the way that guy normally moves. But 
if you're too attached to any of that, you're going to find yourself struggling if none of that stuff happens. So like the way I look at it now is like, you're going to present tons of opportunities for me to do things. I just have to be open to taking them. And like, if you have a good enough brain and you can read these situations, you can see what's coming, just take the opportunity that's about to come. And then like, and that's what I mean. It feels easy. It feels just like, oh yeah, you get it. Okay, that's going to happen. Okay, cool. Boom. Oh, that we're, now we're there. Okay, he's badly hurt and you're like not even feeling tired. This is great. It's easy, you know? Um, so like, I think having confidence in the way you break things down is important. So like beforehand, if you see a guy does this, okay, great. When that comes, you do this. You'll feel it coming if you've seen it enough times. And if you've drilled it enough times and you see that pattern about to happen, boom, you'll be there. But before, like if that doesn't, okay, now I've got to take other opportunities. I've got to go and do other things. Do I have a skill set that can do that? That's the question. Do you? And have you worked enough shit to know that no matter where he's going and what way he's moving, you've got answers. And it's the thing. I don't feel like the answer to all of those questions yet is yes. I, like, I find some guys who are really rangy, tricky still. Like you look at that Norman Nemeny fight and how badly that guy fucked me up. And I was like, man, I'm striking 10 years at that stage. You know, like, and I look like a complete amateur and I look like I'm blocking everything with my face and I have a clue what's coming next, you know? And it's like, it's soul destroying. It's so horribly embarrassing that shit. But like, I really do feel like if I hadn't come through that, I probably wouldn't be anywhere near as determined to succeed now and to prove, here, fuck you. I'm a really, really high level fighter. And I'm going to go out there on a the world stage and prove that. And like, that's what like, this whole PFL thing is about because to me, it felt like a bigger opportunity to do that in a shorter space of time where it's like, you're going to get a chance to win a shitload of money on a world stage and then you'll have options. So, you know, I can't wait to get this fucking thing started, man, and just actually get out there and do it rather than just talking about it and, you know, theorizing it all the time. It's like, fuck it, just put me on that platform to be able to go out there and show what I am like. Mm-hmm. I... One thing I'm very interested in, and I love talking about the the, the technique and how you de, you uh, decide it, not but deciding, I suppose the outside of the cage part of it, like whether you're going to fight, you know, to try nothing but to get to the UFC, or whether it's go to cage wires and go that route, or maybe look for a contender series, or obviously you've been in Bellator and now in PFL as well. Like from so the, the two points of view of it, you obviously you make good money in Bellator, you make good money in PFL but it kind of precludes you from going to the UFC for a while anyway, and for yourself probably at least two years now. Like, does there have to be an adjustment for you mentally to say, oh, well, my dream from the second I started was more than likely to go to the UFC as it is for most people. And that's, you know, if it goes well, it'll never happen because they'll want you in in the, you know, PFL, as you said, 33 years of age, they'll want you there for the next three or four or five years. We see their ex-champions are still there and still doing good things. Does that take kind of a mindset change as well to say, all right, this is the route I'm going. It's not the route that I dreamt of, like, uh, coming up, but it's the route I have now. Yeah, like, it definitely does require a bit of a, okay, here's the goal now. And then once you get that goal, it's pretty easy. Like, I suppose, like, man, when I started fighting, fighting didn't seem like it was ever going to be a career. Like, I'm, I've been around since before Connor blew up and all that, you know. So, like, me now being a full-time fighter and making my living from fighting seems mental to me 10 years ago. The, you know, that never seemed like an option. I just loved MMA. I love competing. I love fighting. I loved the buzz of it before it ever seemed like this could be an option. So, the basic bottom line is like, you put me in a cage and get me to fight somebody, I'm going to be delighted. Like, you know, I'd be doing this shit for free, but thankfully it's a way you can also make a living. Um, 
Like, yeah, the UFC would have been cool, but it's not like I only like MMA because UFC exists. Like, I love MMA because it's a sport that makes you fucking unbelievably, like, it shows what your character is to me anyway. And, like, you get to test yourself and you get to find out about yourself and you get to prove to yourself every day what you are. So, like, without that, I'd feel a little bit hollow, I think. And I have that. And that's not a brand name. That's a sport. And the sport to me is everything. So, like, ultimately, yeah, it's not under the brand banner that I grew up dreaming of, but it's the same thing. It's the same sport. And, like, man, to me, it seems like the PFL have the potential to do a lot of very, very cool stuff if they get their shit together. Please God, they will. And we'll see that. And you'll see me at the fucking top of the poster come to three arena time. That's going to be an amazing night. But, like, regardless, I'm going to be in there competing, whooping ass, doing what I love doing. You know, whatever banner that's under. How good is that? Like, obviously, you've been someone who's been maybe hurt by the politics of the sport in terms of the, the decision. But now, like, there's no politics. You know, you win your fights. You're going to have three fights. You're going to be probably headlining the three arena. Let's be honest, in, uh, in yeah. the in the eighth of December, that must be great because that's not a thing you often get in MMA. You don't get that meritocracy. Even like, look, say say someone like a Tony Ferguson won ten fights in a row, never ended up getting the title fight. How good is that to like have that in front of you? And like, you talk about gold. That's probably the clearest goal you can get in MMA. Yeah, thanks. Because I should have remembered that when I made when I was talking about making the decision between the two. Because it is like, look, I'm not somebody who like gets out there and pretends to be some twat or whatever. I'm me. This is it. Like, this is what you're going to get, okay? And I'm not going to compromise that for anyone. So I feel like even if I go in there and I put on a few good performances, you could be like Sarukian where you're an incredible guy, but like, you know, nobody's really getting behind it. There's not too much way behind. Whereas within this, it's like, look, if you're the guy who wins it, you're the guy who wins it. They can't stop that. doesn't matter if you're fucking Mr. Sellable or Mr. Not. Go in there and smash guns and people will love you, you know, or like you'll get the big fight, you know. And even like with this tournament next year as well in the American one, it's like, yeah, look, you go in there and all of a sudden, like, hopefully there's a name in this European tournament or somebody I can smash that like people go, whoa, shit, he beat that guy. But next year there definitely will be. And that's huge. It's like, yeah, look, that's the level I'm at now. I smashed those guys and I smashed them, you know, emphatically. You'll get that chance because they can't, they, you know, as long as that guy gets there and you get there, great. Now I get to smash that guy. So that's very satisfying. And it's like, even like, I suppose the big thing is kind of just focus on winning and focus on loving the sport. But there is massive frustrations in the fact that what I got into was a sport. What this thing is now, it's a fucking circus. Like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like thankfully we're talking about fights today, but like, look at the amount of shit that's after happening in MMA in the last three, four weeks. That's just so disheartening and shit. And like, you know, the vast majority of like, you know, MMA related news now, I just can't fucking stomach at all because it's like, here, this has nothing to do with what I love. You know, this has everything to do with like fucking WWE shite of like, and even worse crap than that. Like, look, I don't hate the WWE. There's just a different thing to what I like about sport. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel very, it's just like, right, I get to focus on fighting and hopefully there's fights soon. Um, <laughs> you know, but and then like my job is just I see what we had like what my job is is as being the best fighter I can be you know okay we'll finish on the fights last question here uh, Jake Paul you know you, you kind of called him out uh, he's signed with the PFL now so he's fair game he's around your weight class and all of that 
that it's not he's not going to fight someone as good as you. He can absolutely destroy it. But what, what's your thoughts? Any, any words for Jake Paul here? <laughs> and he's just going to fuck me as well because I was like, oh, I did just call out Jake Paul, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but look, as you look, like it's a bit of crack. Uh, I definitely don't think he's ever going to fight anyone like me. You know, somebody without a profile is legit as fuck. But at the same time, it'd be amazing if he did. It'd be amazing to get that opportunity. I'd love to show what a high-level fighter is in comparison to what some fucking twad who's coming in thinking they can do MMA is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I understand why they won't do that and how financially that probably isn't the best idea for them. But at the same time, like, give a raw bastard a chance, let him sell himself, get me out there, see what happens. Uh, I, just, like, I don't know. I feel like make this thing a fucking sport again and you'll have a lot more fans long-term. With the way it's going now, I feel like a lot of people are getting very fucking like most of my group of friends outside of MMA were huge MMA fans five years ago. They kind of don't give anywhere near as much of a fuck now. And look at the generation who are like 25 now. Where will they be in 10 years time? Like, are they going to be as into this if it keeps going the way it's fucking going? It's like, nah, you kind of have to have some bit of faith. I know circus and freak show shit will work for a while. Is it that fucking sustainable? Or do you want to actually, who's the best guy in the world? Oh, who's he fighting? Okay, cool. Class. You know. I couldn't agree more. Hashtag make MMA sport again. <laughs> That's all we need to get going. Uh, and I, I 100% couldn't agree more. Will, I really appreciate your time. I always give uh, great insights. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you fight. And we, we'll, uh, we'll talk again uh, when the, the tournament comes around. Thank you very much, Will. Sure. Thank you to everyone for listening. Cheers.